Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and for the next half hour, Rabbi Schneider is going to be explaining how we can hear the true voice of God. Without spiritual maturity, it's easy to miss what God has in store for us and what He wants to say to us. So today, Rabbi Schneider is going to be sharing some ways that we can discern the voice of God as we walk in a manner that's worthy to Him. And if you'd like to take some notes on this topic, then make sure and download Rabbi's study guides online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But right now, to get us started, here is Rabbi Rabbi Schneider. Chavarim, we're going to continue today. Chavarim is the Hebrew word for friends. And those of you that love the Lord, we are friends. And we'll always be friends. And God's Spirit is working within us a deep sense of love and a deep sense of community. And if we're resisting that, it has to be broken down because God's anointing falls most heavily, beloved one, where there's unity. And so I call you friends today in spirit and in truth. We are in a series on apostolic prayers, and I've been in the book of Colossians. I want to encourage you today to stay patient with me as we review beginning in verse number nine, because there is such a depth of revelation here. You know, it's interesting that in Judaism, when we study the Torah, we actually have four levels of meaning for any specific Torah verse. In other words, we see that there's a meaning that is very straightforward. And then there are meanings that keep on going deeper and deeper and deeper. And the truth is, is that the revelation that can come to us through God's word has no limits on it. So we have to be patient with God's word, not just skimming over it and think we've got it because we've memorized it in our head. But we have to give the Holy Spirit time for him to drop into our soul and spirit the color of God's revelation so that we'll really see in the light that it will transform us. So let's continue now. Verse number nine of chapter one, Paul is praying. For this reason, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you. And if you were with me, remember I challenged us to be more concerned about praying for other people and not just ourselves. Because Paul said, I haven't ceased praying for you. So let's pray for the body of Christ to be formed, for the church to be made complete. Paul goes on. He said, I've not ceased to be praying for you. And here was the purpose of his prayer. He was asking that you would be filled, that you and I would be filled, that the church would be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Now, I want to pause. Some of you can identify with this. We've read Jesus's, Yeshua's words in the gospel. Yeshua said, my sheep hear my voice, and a stranger's voice they will not follow. But I can tell you, beloved ones, beloved friends, that there have been many times that I've said to Yeshua, but Jesus, I don't hear your voice. I have all these thoughts that are coming into my head, and I'm not sure which one's yours. I'm not sure if that thought is yours or if that thought is yours. And if you're honest today, I know that all of you can identify with me if you have the self-awareness to be able to examine your thoughts. So there have been many times that I've prayed, Yeshua, your word says that your sheep know your voice 
and a stranger's voice they will not follow. But Jesus, oftentimes I don't feel like I'm hearing your voice and I don't know if these voices are the voices of strangers or if they're your voice. But praise God, as we continue to mature, as we continue to grow up in Christ, as we continue to be formed according to his image, we're more and more able to discern his will. And the way that we're trained to discern his will oftentimes comes through being filled, verse number nine, with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. In other words, when we have the knowledge of God's will with spiritual wisdom, and wisdom is not something that you can gain just because you've memorized something. Wisdom is a gift of the spirit. Yeshua is oftentimes, as I've mentioned, made known in scripture as wisdom personified. In the book of Proverbs, for example, or when the scripture says that he has become wisdom to you and I. When we have the spiritual gift of God's will mixed with spiritual wisdom and understanding, then we're able to know whether the voice is Jesus's voice or whether it's a stranger's voice because we have the knowledge of God's will with all wisdom and understanding that we can tell the difference. Now, I want you to think about this. If you examine your life and if you examine your heart, you'll notice that there are times that you did things that were contrary to the will of God in your life, not because you were deliberately sinning. In fact, many of you can recall times you did something that now you know is wrong, but at the time you didn't even know you were sinning because you didn't have spiritual wisdom and understanding to know the difference between light and darkness. See, the Bible says that our spiritual senses get trained as we mature in the Lord so that we can discern the difference between good and evil. Once again, Paul is praying here in verse number nine that we'll be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Now, I wanna bring this down and make it even a little bit more practical for you. When we don't have spiritual wisdom and understanding, we can fall on our face in our pursuit of God. Thank the Lord that Hashem always picks us up. We learn from our mistake. We go on and we grow. But the point is, is that without spiritual wisdom and understanding and a knowledge of God's will, we may be doing our best to follow Jesus, but we're oftentimes gonna fall on our face without the knowledge of God's will. As I think about myself as a young believer, I can think about times when I was, I mean, I loved God so much as I do now. I was totally going after God. But because I was not raised in a home that trained me in righteousness according to the scriptures, I did not have a good revelation of God's will when I came to faith in Jesus. So there were things that I was doing that I thought were perfectly fine, completely okay, and it wasn't until years later that the Holy Spirit began to show me some of those things that I was doing were not according to his will. And I'll tell you, one of the biggest stumbling blocks for God's people today and in ages past has been that they have been led by their feelings rather than spiritual understanding and wisdom. And that was one of the primary areas in life that I had to learn. I had to be trained to live by God's word through spiritual wisdom and understanding and knowledge of his will, I had to be trained in that to learn how to live above my feelings. What about you? How many times have you felt in love with somebody and if you would have pursued that relationship, it would have 
absolutely cause destruction in your life and in the lives of other people. You see, feelings, no matter how strong they are, are not necessarily truth. Something can feel so strong. How many of you have ever felt in love with somebody that you don't even hardly know, and yet you have these tremendous feelings of love? They seem so real. They seem so true. Where do those feelings come from? Are those feelings really God? A lot of times what happens is when people aren't trained in the knowledge of God's will, as Paul is speaking of here, with all spiritual wisdom and understanding, they have a feeling. The feeling seems so strong. It feels like love. They're convinced it's God. And so they go off pursuing the feeling and they end up in a divorce. They end up shipwrecking the lives of their kids and loved ones. And if some of us have made that mistake, there is no condemnation for you that are in Christ Jesus. This is not meant to condemn. God loves us. We learn from everything we go on. I'm just trying to point out how important it is to live in wisdom and understanding and not to be led by our feelings. Feelings are a gift from God but feelings are made to be subjected to your mind. We live by our mind. Now I'm talking about the natural mind. I'm talking about the mind of the Lord, the mind that God has given us in Yeshua, in Christ Jesus. So the knowledge of his will, having wisdom and understanding, these are facilities of the mind. You see, if you're being led by your feeling rather than by the wisdom of the Lord and the knowledge of his will, you will absolutely fall on your face no matter how sincere you are and no matter how much you love God. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. If you're looking to better equip yourself in your study, pursuit and growth in Jesus the Messiah, be sure to go online and explore our treasury of Messianic content. You'll find Messianic teaching tools and videos, information about God's seven annual feasts, the Hebrew names, titles of God, and so much more. This content is ready and available for you today online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. To become a blessing in someone's life today, get in touch to partner with us. Our mission is to prepare the world for Jesus' return and your financial gift is channeled directly toward this worthy cause. Take your first step today by calling 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or visit us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Your contribution will equip others for Messiah's return. And now here is Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message. Now let's continue on. He says, as a result of having this wisdom and understanding, you're going to be able to choose what's right. You'll be able to choose what's right. And in choosing what's right, you're going to bring God joy and make him glad. So he says in the 10th verse, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. In other words, he's saying, I want you to have the knowledge of God's will with all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you can walk, Paul says, in a manner worthy of the Lord. Now, even this concept of walking in a manner worthy of the Lord, is foreign to some of us. What Paul is talking about here, church, my friends, it's holiness. Holiness means to be set apart. It means to be cut out of. It means to be unique. You see, the purpose of our salvation is that we would lead lives worthy of the Lord, that please the Lord, that are holy. Paul says, so that you will walk, verse 10, in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please him in all respects. 
And so Paul is saying here, I want you to be different. I want you to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord so that you can please him in all respects. God has a call of holiness on you. The Bible says you're a chosen race. You're a royal priesthood. God has called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Yeshua said, if you were of the world, the world would love you. But because I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Jesus said, woe to you if all men speak well of you, for thus they did to the false prophets of old. In other words, beloved, God wants us to have the strength, the countenance, the strength of mind, the inner constitution, that we know the difference between right and wrong, and we obey him, walking in a manner that's worthy of the calling. And when we do that, we're going to be set apart and unique from the world. People are going to know we're different. People are going to know we belong to Hashem. Hashem is just a Hebrew way of saying God's name. We say Baruch Hashem, bless the name. In other words, God is the infinite one. He has no beginning. He has no end. And so when we say Baruch Hashem, we're just saying bless the Lord. He's above. He's above everything. And so I want to just encourage you here right now. If you and I are going to ascend into walking in this type of platform, we're going to have to be strong enough to be different because to be holy means to be different. And we're not going to be able to please the Lord unless we're holy. So this all goes together. Paul says here that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects. We're talking about holiness and holiness by its very definition means that you're different and set apart from the world. And you have a wisdom and an understanding and a knowledge of his will that makes you different and you're walking in it and you're not afraid of the price that you'll pay for that. Because Jesus said, blessed are those that suffer and are persecuted for righteousness sake. He goes on now, that you'll walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, pleasing him in all respects. Now, I think self-examination is one of the keys to sanctification. In other words, the Bible tells us if we will judge ourselves, if we'll examine ourselves, if we'll review our life every day before the Lord, even on a you know, second to second basis, we're conscious of are the things that I'm saying pleasing to God? Is the way that I'm walking pleasing to the Lord? In other words, we have an inner sensitivity to the Holy Spirit so that we're always monitoring ourselves, asking ourselves if what we're thinking if the way that we're feeling is pleasing to the Lord and then we're always making adjustments, inner adjustments, so that we can be on target and be in alignment with him, walking in a manner that's pleasing to him. One of the hallmarks or one of the marks of spiritual sanctification and maturity is this self-awareness and this ability to be able to judge yourself every day, not in terms of condemnation, but in terms of being aware of yourself so that you can always be bringing yourself back into a closer alignment with the Lord, with Hashem. So Paul says that his goal for us is that we would walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects. So the ability to please him in all respects, it doesn't just concern what we're doing externally. You know, it doesn't just mean that we gave money to a person that was in need. It means, is our attitude right? Are our thoughts right? Is the tone of voice that we're speaking to somebody in right? We have this consciousness of our inner lives and a consciousness of Hashem of the Lord, and we're always bringing ourselves as best as possible to line up with God. And when we do this, we then please God more and more in all respects. 
It's so much better to judge yourself, as the scripture said, to evaluate yourself and make corrections than to be judged by the Lord, to be disciplined by Him. See, the Bible says if we judge ourselves, if we monitor ourselves, we won't have to be judged or disciplined by the Lord because we'll already have made the self-correction. God's discipline won't be necessary. Baruch Hashem. Let's continue on here. In doing this, we're gonna bear fruit, Paul says, in every good work. So we're in the world, not just to experience our own relationship with God, but to have influence and to have impact and to have good works that follow us. The Bible says that God has even prepared before us good works that we should walk in. It's a full circle. It's a full circle, starting with the Lord, starting with Hashem, circling in us, then coming back into the world with good works and back to Him. I want you to know, I have good news for you today. God's got a plan for you and I, a destiny for you that's bigger than you and I could have ever imagined. Eye is not seen and ear is not heard. Never has it even entered into the heart of man the things that He has prepared for those that love him, and beloved, that includes you. Baruch Hashem, praise the Lord. We are called, as Rabbi has spoken in this message, to really examine ourselves, to examine how we're walking, to examine how we operate with the Holy Spirit just shining in. And I was really struck about how you said that we're to walk separate, we're mm -hmm. to walk set apart, that there's a knowledge of this world that we know, but he's calling us to a knowledge of himself to walk in. I see it like that we're ambassadors, mm. that we have to walk in a manner worthy of our calling, that's separate, that's set apart. Mm -hmm. And it, that's the part that really struck me on your words today, was how I need to be set apart. And in that process of seeing myself as set apart, it helps equip me to let go of the old and my old ways and embrace Father's new ways. It's a glorious thing to be able to be special. You know, Jesus said, if you were of the world, the world would love you. Mm. But because I chose you out of the world, therefore yeah. the world hates you. So we want to embrace that call. We yes. are different. We're supposed to be different. Yes. You know, Jesus said, think about the prophets of old, the false prophets, when everybody spoke well of them. Mm. He said, woe to you as everyone speaks well of you. Right. Because it just means you're just like them. So this concept of holiness that transforms us and then causes us to become ambassadors because people see this person's different. Right, and people might even reject it at first. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just see the ways of our society are just going so far apart from God's ways. And so at first, people may reject it, mm -hmm. but I believe that deep down that there'll be a respect and a curiosity mm -hmm. and something that they know deep down that there's something there, there's something holy, there's something of an eternal God that will speak to their heart mm -hmm. about walking in that separate way. Right, he that has ears to hear will hear. Yeah. You know, uh, Jesus said, everyone that's heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Most people will reject it because right. it's always been a remnant that, you know, has right. been saved. Right. So we're prepared, you know, that yeah. most people will not receive what we're saying, but I agree 100% with what you're saying, honey, that deep down inside, there's something that we're gonna say that's gonna resonate with them. Mm. And even if they reject it, They'll know that the words that we spoke have truth in them, even if they want to push it aside and deny it. That's right. Boy, we really need to, as you've spoken, just really be in touch with the Lord mm -hmm. and walk with Him and talk with Him. 
to have strength Amen. to walk this walk. Right. Yeah. You know, I want to encourage you, as Cynthia just made that comment about continuing to talk to God, I want to encourage you, listen, don't stop talking to God. I mean, talk to God while you're in the car. Talk to God when you're in the shower. I mean, talk to God as much as you can because he wants to be the closest person in the universe in your life. And he's given us the gift of speaking, which enables us to communicate with him at a supernatural level. Mm. Baruch Hashem, God has made you an ambassador. Yes. He's called you to be different. And as you talk to him, he's going to empower you to fulfill your calling. Amen. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And to learn more about today's topic or about our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider, let me invite you to go online to our website and explore. You'll find us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And well, today, Rabbi said we must walk worthy of the calling. And one of those areas where you can do that is through your gifts and your offerings. So let's turn things back over to Rabbi now for just a moment. Beloved, I hope you were blessed and encouraged by today's broadcast. The Bible tells us in the book of 3 John chapter 1, verse 8, that we should financially support the ministries that are feeding us spiritually. And in so doing, John says, we'll become fellow workers with the truth. I want to encourage you. If the Lord is bearing witness with your heart to support us, would you just be obedient to him? The scripture tells us that everything we sow into the kingdom of God for the purpose of extending God's kingdom in the world is gonna come back to us, pressed down, good measure, and running over into our laps. And I also believe that when you financially support us, the Lord's gonna open up your heart to receive even more revelation from him through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Beloved, you and I truly are partners together. Without you, I can't broadcast. I wanna thank you for your love and for your financial support. If you feel the Holy Spirit knocking at the door of your heart to make an offering to the Lord to discovering the Jewish Jesus today, just do it, beloved, you'll be blessed. To support this ministry with a gift of any amount, visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give us a call at 800-777-7835. And when you give to this ministry, we'll say thank you by sending you Rabbi Schneider's Message of the Month that's available as a digital download. And these messages are designed to speak truth, faith, and revelation into your life. And they're not broadcast messages, but ones that Rabbi has preached about at his home church at the Lion of Judah in Toledo, Ohio. And for those of you who are new monthly partners, we'll also send you an authentic shofar that's been handcrafted in Israel. And you know, the shofar is an ancient musical instrument that has so much meaning and symbolism for believers and Jewish people all around the world. And its sound is meant to awaken hearts and awaken minds. And we'd love to send you one today just sign up online to become a new monthly partner when you visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But right now, let's wrap up today's message with a special blessing from Rabbi Schneider. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, we find a personal blessing from God our Father. This blessing should touch our hearts because it's so personal. Father God wants to intimately bless you. So receive his blessing into your life today with gladness and an open heart. Yahweh, Yahweh, 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm Dustin Roberts and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains how we can renew our walk with God, no matter the season. That's Friday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.